0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's me Daniel K, the host of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. What is that? I hear you ask why it's a podcast in which I, Daniel K, play video games on the podcast. So the video game Let's Plays in an audio only format. Yeah, what's that? what a dumb idea yeah that's why it's the only one of its kind uh, a, a lonely a lonely lonely animal wandering the last of its species maybe the first of its species hey that's uh, that's a nice way of looking at it although if i ever met someone who also did an audio only let's play podcast i'd be like what, what, geez what's what's going on uh, where are all my audio-only Let's Play podcast royalties? And they'd be like, oh, the podcast cost me money. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, me too. And then we'd become fast friends. That's how it would go. Me and my new friends. Maybe we'd do crossover episodes or collaborate. Imagine, imagine that, listeners. Imagine two voices presenting this video game. Let's play audio-only footage to you two people imagine having a friend wow what would that be like imagine hello and welcome to daniel and david's audio only video game let's play podcast the podcast in which me david q and me daniel k play video games together And it's in the audio-only format. You can listen along at home. That's right, David. (laughs) what are we playing today? Oh, today we're playing a cooperative video game, in which both of our unique skill sets will be showcased for the listeners who love our unique banter. Oh, I love you, David. Oh, Jesus. Ah, I can dream. Uh, anyway, let's get on with the audio-only Let's Play this time. It's gonna be more of the, uh, Twine-based text adventure, the Axolotl Project, which is, you know, yeah, this is part two, you probably listened to part one. If you didn't, go back and listen and I explain what a Twine game is, and then you also get the story leading up to, uh, to this episode. So, ooh, my phone just vibrated. Interesting, maybe I'll have a... Maybe I maybe I have a friend after all. Oh, three new Twitter interactions. Oh, I love this. Oh, it's Johnny Five, the sand Slash. Hey, if you're really serious about doing a marathon episode, you should do a Johnny Five Presents Daniel K's Critical Hit Down in One Marathon podcast. The quest to one-shot a game and find a game with, like, two hours of gameplay, finish it in one shot. Shit, that's a good idea. Also really liking the Daniel K's Let's Reads. Oh, Nice. That's like my third bit of positive praise for the Daniel Kay's I just like those two. Bip bip. If liking made a sound you would have just heard like bip bip. Uh yeah. Oh that's nice of Johnny Five. Yeah, that's the third bit of positive uh feedback I've got about the Daniel Kay's Let's Read segments. I'm enjoying it too. I kinda like listening back to it and getting a Moomin book read to me. Uh fuck, where was I? I can hear my listeners, I can hear my neighbours banging around next door. It's 10.24pm uh, it's at night, so they can hear me too, and they're like, what the fuck is this weirdo doing? But I'm also thinking that about them. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, listen to episode one of the Axolotl Project. Episode two is about to start now. Let's just open it up. Here we are. Um, so I've just wandered through the lab, the moon lab. Um, it's slightly fascistic. The doors are locked. It's no good. Uh, my friend was drunk in his lab, and I have to find a moon axolotl, um, no, a moon salamander, it's not an axolotl, it's a salamander, so, and I've just gone to the bathroom, I looked in the mirror, and oh my gosh, there was a post-it note on my forehead, which must have got stuck there when I had fallen asleep at my desk, it says, check behind the tank from Adams, Weird, you think. Adam's left three months ago, so where the hell did this note come from? You shove it in your pocket. Adam's note added to inventory. Yeah, so now we're here in the bathroom, in this moon base. Uh, Let's go back. Back. Bathroom. You push open the swinging door and enter the bathroom. I was already in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, but I guess I have walked out, turned around, and then uh, pushed open the swinging door and entered the bathroom. In contrast with the drab institutionalism of the rest of the lab it's actually quite pleasant in here the floor is checkered with the floor is checkered with black and white ceramic tiles ceramic did i did i point out how strange that is i guess you could have ceramics on the moon i bet you could i bet you could make amazing ceramics on the moon with all that moon sand moon dust it would be like you know the artist ai weiwei he kind of co-opted all the labor of a uh of one of the, of a chinese town whose whose major export was traditional hand like handmade uh china porcelain whatever it's called crockery but yeah sort of beautiful beautiful stuff that had been produced from that town for uh, for centuries and centuries of history and the town was kind of dying because mass produced uh mass produced crockery was sort of uh, it's a big thing now so you don't need to spend $100 on a beautiful plate. Uh, I, I don't fully understand the economics of, of crockery, but the point is Ai Weiwei got this whole town together for an art project in which they all made billions and billions, not billions, millions and millions of sun, of tiny, tiny ceramic sunflower seeds. And they just did it non-stop, making seed after seed after seed. Tons and tons and tons and tons, and tons of them. The town was like... Oh my god, everybody is getting together. Oh, we're getting out the old mill, uh, all the old equipment which we use, all the old furnaces, uh, and you know, the old uh, mine which we used to mine the um, the minerals out, which we turned into this incredible sort of slip, this paste, which they then cast the seeds out of. Um, yeah, and because uh, Ai Weiwei is a big big famous artist he was like yeah this whole art thing I'm bankrolling it this whole art installation and the, t- the town was like industrious again for one last big hurrah it was really nice and then the end result is an enormous room full of millions upon millions of sunflower seeds which every single one has been handmade and then people go and they they, uh, go out into the room and they walk all over the sunflower seeds and it's gobsmacking that uh, every single one was handmade it's a big artistic statement about human I don't know human (laughs) humanity there you go but the point is, I watched a little documentary on it, and they were, like, bringing up rocks from a mine, and they were, uh, they had a, a mill which smashed the rocks into fine powder, and the mill was water-powered, it was like a water-powered hammer, I think, uh, it was a hammer attached to a water wheel in a stream, and then the hammer would go up and down, because uh, of the, the water mechanism, and smash the rocks into smaller chunks. Uh, and then uh, then the, the chunks are put in a big sort of barrel, and then two people smash those into, into a tiny, like, dust. Basically into fine, fine dust. And then that is mixed with water, or mixed with something, I guess, to make a slip. And then that's cast into crockery, basically. Or sunflower seeds. So I bet you could get moon rocks and do the same thing, and make the most incredible ceramic tile. Wow. Jesus, what... What a digression. Anyway, yeah. Ai Weiwei is an interesting character. Interesting artist. Interesting guy. Uh, I hope he's doing alright. Um, yeah, anyway. Black and white ceramic tiles on this moon base. Probably artisanal Ai Weiwei tiles milled from some beautiful moon rock mine. So I'm choosing to believe. The walls are painted a nice sky blue. So sky blue and black and white tiles. It's a weird combination. On the left side of the room, two toilets are encased by white aluminium stalls. On the right, it says aluminum. But it means to say, Oh, are we going to have another? We're going to have another, um... We're going to have another digression. Uh, I'm... I live in the country of Australia. And in Australia, they teach you to speak English in a way which is probably more like a UK, a British model than an American model. I mean, generally. And so we say aluminium instead of aluminium. I I found out recently that uh, the guy who first categorised the metal aluminium, when he was like writing down what it should be called, he wrote down aluminium. So he named it aluminium. And then his publisher was like, oh, all of the, you know, all these elements, all these metals cadmium, calcium, they'll have I-U-M uh, names, except for this one which the guy named called aluminum. So let's just stick an I into aluminum so it becomes aluminum. And so the publishers changed his original naming, uh, his original name for, for uh, aluminum. Or aluminum so I'm kind of really torn about what to, what to be calling it I think maybe in this case the Americans are right they're they're honoring his original his original vision of a, 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 aluminum but I can't quite bring myself to say aluminum I am gonna stick with uh, with what I was raised to do programmed to do by my uh, by, by my uh, by my uh, habitus and field habitus field habitus field. What the fuck ever? On oh, the right are two sinks with a huge mirror hanging above them. So I can click on toilets, I can click on sinks. I've already clicked on mirror. Or I can go back into the hallway. So let's try toilets. Let's use a toilet. The toilet installer sparkling clean. Not for long. The toilet is vacuum powered. Okay. A reflection of the cost of shipping heavy tanks of water to the moon. Yeah, that makes sense. It would be a very bad idea to flush it before getting up. Okay. Okay, so I'd suck all my bits in a very uncomfortable way. Jesus Christ. I don't know what was wrong with that dog, but it sure made a big old fuss about it, didn't it? Um. Oh, here we are. There's a little comment. Behind the tank, huh? Checking behind the toilet, you find a piece of paper taped behind the tank. One side is torn, and it looks like it's been ripped out of a notebook. You pocket it. Journal entry 2 out of 5 added to inventory. Is there also a gun taped up there, which I can use to shoot the police chief and the uh, the Turkish drug smuggler? I don't know. Uh, as you examine the toilets, you notice something shiny on the floor near the back of the stall. Ah, oh, are we going to have a third? Yeah, we're going to have a third digression, listeners. This is going to be the most wandering episode of anything ever. I, uh... My son recently spent 14 months in a children's hospital, and so so did I. I lived and slept there. Um, and one day I was on the seventh floor, or at like seven and a half floors. so in the stairwell between the seventh and the eighth floor, there's a male bathroom. I went up there, I went into the bathroom. It's got one little toilet cubicle and toilet. I sat down on the toilet, and then I noticed uh, at underneath the toilet there's a bit of paper. I open it up. And it is um, it's a doctor's uh, it, it's a, a doctor's handover sheet, and what that is, it's all of the personal details of every single person on the ward, a description of everything that's wrong with them medically, uh, and, and all their like their home address, uh, and all this stuff, and uh, it, it's like five sheets of paper, and uh, the, on the seventh floor of the children's hospital, it's the teenage ward. And so it was some real fucked up reading material, uh, which I I skimmed. I didn't read the whole thing because I felt pretty awkward reading a lot of it. Um, And then I... Yeah, so uh, that's an interesting thing which happened to me. I I, uh, went back up to my ward uh, on the ninth floor and I talked to a nurse and said, I I found this incredibly sensitive piece of information which should not ever have been left in a toilet a, a toilet cubicle and they're like oh fuck oh Jesus Christ give it to me right now <laughs> I was like oh hey, here you go and they're like yeah I, I'll uh, I'll go down to seven I'll find out uh, whose it is and I'll like hand it back to them and, and, and give them a bit of shit for it and I was like yeah okay so yeah that was a fun that was a fun, fun time um man teenagers have eating disorders it's really bad I'm sorry if, if you're a teenager with an eating disorder listening, because it sounds like it can be really shit. But, uh, but yeah, they were in the right place. Hospital, getting help. Um, End of digression. You are As you're examining the toilet, you notice something shiny on the floor near the back of the stall. Let's click on the something shiny. That's the only thing I can interact with in here. Uh, click on something shiny. Oh, it's your cell phone. (laughs) You've been wondering where that went. It must have fallen out of your pocket the last time you used the restroom. You scoop it up feeling embarrassed. You shouldn't... You really shouldn't haul it around with you. You can't even get signal up here anymore since the communications ban. Oh, more fascistic moon government backstory listeners. Oh, there's a... My next option... My only option to progress the text is is, it's orange text, which is click-onable. It says, wait, what? That's that's the option which I have to click on. So let's click on wait, what? Incredibly, the screen of your phone is lit up with the text message waiting icon. Who the hell could this be from? All cellular communication is supposedly disabled. You flip the phone open. (laughs) That's cute. New message from Henry Adams. Oh, it's the guy leaving me notes on my forehead. He says, A door blocks the way. To get to the bottom, just go straight to the top. Could the text message be referring to the lock on Adams' laboratory? Cell phone editor inventory. Oh, hints. The game's giving me hints. All right, let's have a look in the inventory at the uh, journal entry number two, which I picked up. Journal entry number two. Uh, it says, The incredible has happened. Meteorite number 742 struck the moon a few hours ago, as I had predicted. I had been monitoring its progress closely, and sure enough, it hit only a few hundred metres from the base. Luckily, the outer heat shield protected us from the intense heat of impact. What I hadn't expected, however, was the crater produced would contain not only liquids, but genuine, complex extraterrestrial life forms. Unbelievable. By the merest whim of fate, I happen to be an eyewitness to one of the most incredible events in human history. One of the only ones, too, since the Saddler bigwigs on Earth have decided to keep the discovery a secret from the public until we can determine the exact nature of these little creatures. Oh, cool! This is a good little, um, backstory for the moon aliens. A meteorite hit the moon, and in the crater they're like, Oh shit, there's stuff under the surface of the moon, and it's axolotls. It's salamanders, whatever it was. The journal entry continues. Donovan seems unaffected by the discovery. He rarely responds to outside stimuli anymore. Chasey, however, sorry, Casey, that's me, however, seemed to be as excited as I was. I was pleased to discover that she managed to follow the correct procedure to prevent contamination of the life form during transport to the lab. Perhaps she is... She has the making of a real scientist, after all. Oh, that's nice of this Adams guy. Go Adams. He's nice to us. Is So is Adams the one whose journal entry was bitchy about us before? Yeah. The other members of the team don't exactly inspire confidence. This is journal entry number one. I've known Donovan Kiv for many years, but ever since the death of his wife... I didn't get this far into the first journal entry. So, uh, oh no, I did, I just skipped over this bit. Ever since the death of his wife and daughter, oh my god, he's just a walking corpse. A walking corpse, oh no, <laughs> magic arrow. Uh I- I'm lucky if I can get him to feed himself, much less conduct any useful research. Wow, I just skimmed right over that, I didn't pick up on that little detail in the last episode. Sorry, Donovan. Uh, as for the intern, she's barely out of grad school seems spent most of her time trolling people on the internet, not much else to do around here but could at least try to look busy I'm a biologist dammit, not a babysitter so I think that's me yeah, yeah that's me and then in the next journal entry we find the, uh, the salamanders and he's proud of me suddenly because I, I did all the proper procedures even though I'm an internet troll who does nothing but uh, hang out on, on my computer all day um. Cool. Well, that journey journal entry. Blah blah blah. Should we play with the cell phone? Let's play with the cell phone. Oh no, just new message. It's just a text message machine. I can't. There's no games. Can't play Snake. Can't do nothing. All right, let's go back. Uh, bathroom. Sinks. Huge mirror. Let's let's click on sinks. You shouldn't waste water. Crystal will want to have a chat with you if you do. Crystal. I don't know anything about Crystal. Went to school with a girl named Crystal. She was really cool. She worked in a sports bar in Northbridge. Um, Went to animation school with her. I wonder what Crystal's doing now. Let's go back out into the hallway. Uh, The hallway turns a corner here and empties out into a large foyer to the east. So to the... the, uh, Let's just pretend I'm standing in the middle... No, at at the entrance to the room, not, not the entrance where I come out of the bathrooms... But the entrance from the hallway, which I came out of it into originally. So, to the east of me is the foyer, to the west is a supply closet, straight ahead is the laboratory's bathroom, and at the south end of the long hallway are the laboratories. Cool. So, that's where I've come from. You know, really, I came from the bathroom, but let's just pretend I came from the, the labs. Um, so, to the west. So to the left of me is a supply closet and to the right of me is a foyer. Listeners in real life I'd much rather hang out in a supply closet than in a foyer because there's probably all kinds of dickheads hanging about in a foyer. Probably no one in a supply closet. Let's go into the supply closet. Supply closet. The tiny closet is is ringed with shelves upon which stand a variety of cleaning supplies. Ah, it's like the Pokémon text adventure thief. Oh, we'll put the bleach on our uh, on our body and pretend to be a, just a big pile of bleach bottles to make it past the Charm Corp guards, like we did in that in that Let's Play game thing I, episode. Uh, there's a roll of duct tape on the shelf nearest you, uh, which is highlighted, so it's an item I can interact with. I can't imagine that coming in handy. To your left, three small domestic robots are recharging in their wall docks. <laughs> That's a pretty cool detail. Domestic robots is highlighted, so I can interact with them. I imagine, like, the little, uh, you know, the little glove bots from Red Dwarf. But uh, I'll I'll have a look at them in a second, and we'll find out what they really are. To your right, two mops stand rather anachronistically in an empty bucket. The only exit is behind you, back to the hallway. Two mops. So I can click on duct tape, two mops, or domestic robots. Let's click on duct tape. It's a roll of duct tape. Silvery. Sticky. Duct tape. Take the duct tape? Yes or no? Well, yeah. Good call. You never know when a roll of duct tape might come in handy. Duct tape added to inventory. Back. Uh, Tiny closet is ringed with shelves, upon which stand a variety of cleaning supplies. To your left, three small domestic robots recharging in their wall docks. Domestic robots. The cleaning robots are small silver half-spheres with two red sensors on the front for detecting dirt and messes. Two hatches on the back retract to reveal telescopic arms. Perfect for dusting and other fine work. The robots are in sleep mode. One of the robots has a battery life indicator much lower than its companions. As it's covered with dents and scratches, you suspect that this unlucky robot is assigned to clean Donovan's lab. Oh shit, Donovan, you're a real slob! I guess after your wife and child died, you just haven't got it together enough to clean up your living space. You silly guy. Let's go back. And look at the mops. Two mops stand anachronistically in an empty bucket. Oh, it's amazing what your forefathers had to put up with for the sake of cleanliness. Mm-hmm Let's go back. Back. Back to the hallway. Now, I can either go east into the foyer or I can go back to the labs and try and get through Adams' door now that I have uh, a kind of hint. Maybe another option will be given to me. There we are. Lab hallway number two. We're back down south. The hallway stretches away to the north and the south. To the east is the laboratory Adams used to use. There is a huge electronic lock on the door. If you listen carefully, you can hear a faint scrabbling noise coming from the other side. Could it be your escaped subject? The um, the salamander. Let's click on laboratory to examine the door. The door is firmly locked. You'll have to come back later, really. What if I use my inventory? Duct tape. Okay. Uh, I'll use my cell phone. Nope. Okay. I I have to go to the foyer, I guess. Okay. We go back. Uh, go north. And I'll uh, follow the hallway around a corner where it empties out into a large foyer to the east. Foyer. Oh my gosh, big block of text. <clears throat> you find yourself in the Research Wing's foyer. A sleeping reception desk. Hang on, listeners. Okay, that's all right. I guess it's nothing, just some shrieking. Um, Foyer. You find yourself in the Research Wing's foyer. A sweeping reception desk, which is highlighted, takes up most of the right-hand wall. A dusty vid screen hangs over it. Next to it stands a row of plush red chairs and a magazine rack. Jesus, there is so much to interact with here. One, two, three, four options to interact with so far. To the left, a set of double doors lead to the tunnel to the newer part of the base. The double doors are interact-withable. Straight ahead, a set of magnet lifts up lead up to the research team's living quarters. I guess maybe they're my living quarters too. Yeah, I'm on the research team, surely. If you go west, you'll find yourself in the lab hallway. Okay, that's where I've come from, to the west. As soon as you step foot into the foyer, familiar chime sounds over the intercom. A soothing, pre-recorded voice says, Attention, please. Attention, please. The work cycle has ended. Employees are now permitted to move freely about the base. Have a pleasant rest cycle. Thank you. You hear a click from the double doors to your right. Looks like you can pass through to the new part of the base now. Okay. Uh, first, let's check out the reception desk. The first option to interact with. The desk is made of wood, which represents a significant investment here on the moon. Yeah, damn straight. But there's no one manning it, and it has a look of desertion. You suppose that they don't really need this reception area now that they've built that fancy new exec- executive executive wing. Yeah, I guess not. I guess you don't need... Uh, a reception desk just where all the scientists work? No. The reception desks are for executives. Don't you know that, listeners? I sure did. Uh, There's a dusty vid screen over the reception desk. Let's have a look at the vid screen. Wow. Imagine that. Video on a screen. The moon future is going to be amazing, listeners, when it finally comes. Feeling bored, you turn on the vid screen and flip through the channels. Channels. Most have been blocked, but there are still a few channels that Sadler Drugs consider safe for you to view. Currently, the approved channel is The News. Uh, I can either watch The News or I'll watch later. Uh, it's real life, listeners. I'm going to watch it... later. I'm not going to watch it later. I don't want to watch The News. Something bad might have happened. Oh, hey, look, next to the desk there are some plush red chairs. <coughs> The waiting area chairs were once plush, and now they've become a bit faded. They still look pretty comfy, though. Sit down? Yes. Mmm, feel that plush velour. I'm given the option to stand back up, but uh, let's just take a moment, listeners. Okay, now that that's over, uh, let's stand back up. Uh, Next to the plush red chairs, there is a magazine rack, which I can interact with. Let's click on that. You pick up a magazine and you flip to a random page. There's an ad for the 2035 Honda Flying Nimbus. You smirk at the boxy, outdated design. Oh, fuck. I love boxy, outdated Hondas. A fucking Honda Life. What a beautiful thing. Oh... um, this magazine is more than ten years old. Okay. So the twenty thirty, 2030... okay, so that gives a context. We're in twenty forty five. Did we know that already? More than ten years old. So we're we're in a period of time past twenty forty five. We're in the late twenty forties. That's pretty cool. Wow, I can expect moon bases. I can expect multinational corporation owned fascistic moon bases in my lifetime. Isn't that exciting? Let's go back. Okay, and now I can either take them the lifts up to my living quarters, the research team's living quarters, or I can take the double doors uh, to the tunnel to the new parts of the base, uh, or I can go back to the lab hallway and hang out with Donovan in his uh, his his uh, drunk his his drunk pit of depression and broken glass. Uh, let's not use a lift yet. Let's use double doors double doors double door. connecting hallway this hallway is wide and a lot nicer than the hallways in the lab your shoes click on parquet floors classy wallpaper and potted plants give the place wallpaper classy wallpaper there's wallpaper on the lab and the moon why are they wallpapering the moon lab corridors that's an insane thing for anybody to do but they put glue up and then like strips of wallpaper I guess it's... maybe it's a fashion thing. Maybe it's, like, fashionable for executives to put wallpaper on their labs in the moon future. I guess I can believe that, as an aesthetic thing. Yeah, there's classy wallpaper and potted plants. They give the place the feeling of an upscale hotel. At the north end of the hallway, there is a set of double doors to either side. A discreet plaque on the wall informs you that the storage facility, interact with the bull text, lies to the east... To the west are the executive reception area, and the research wing lies to the south. There's a poster on the wall in front of you, so the research wing is where I've come from, right? Yeah. Poster on the wall. Click on a poster. A man and a woman are standing on a hill with their backs to the viewer. They're both positively gleaming with health and bulging with muscle. A glorious dawn is just breaking over the hill, casting the pair in silhouette. And staining the grass pink and gold, with deep dark shadows streaming out behind them, they join hands and stare directly into the rising sun. Sirenida, TM Evolution Now brought to you by Saddler Drugs. Okay, cool poster Saddler Drugs. Um Okay. That was interesting. Uh so to the east there's a storage facility. Once again I really like the sound of a storage facility. Maybe it's my video gaming, like, tendencies coming up and going Oh, storage facility? Interesting items. I'm going to find all kinds of wrenches and, you know, I don't know what, bolts, box of bolts could come in handy. Maybe a health pack in the storage facility? Let's go there. Storage facility. You step into an echoing cavernous room. Oh, no. It's the kind of storage facility like they have in the Alien movie by Ridley Scott. It's the kind of it's an echoing cavernous room, a scary one, where there's stuff hanging from the ceiling which might spike me through my brain. This is where everything that goes in and out of the facility is stored. Directly in front of you, the first shipment of Sirenida TM is stacked in huge aluminium crates, uh, ready for transport to Earth. So shipment is highlighted. Nearby rest the Beatles. Oh, cool. Oh, great. How's it going? We're just jamming here in this storage facility. That's right. I'm being abusive to women over here. Oh, no, this is no good. (laughs) It's me, Ringo. I'm okay. Peace and love, peace and love. And then there's the fourth one. What's his name? I've forgotten. Jesus, I'm I'm a bad Beatles fan. And a, a hack podcast host doing Beatles impersonations. I go... <laughs> stick to stick to the text adventure, Dan. Uh, yeah, Beatles is highlighted. I can click on Beatles. The inclo- uh, Here we are. Nearby arrest the Beatles, the enclosed bug-like vehicles used in surface transport. Oh, okay. I thought it was like r- literally a terrarium of Beatles. Uh, in the far corner, there is a large metal container marked simply FOOD, which is interact bull. All the way to your left, the emergency exit to the escape dock, interact with the bull, blinks red and orange. Next to that is the airlock. The double doors to the west lead back to the hallway. So that's interact with the bull, as is the airlock. So let's let's try and jump out of the airlock and die. This is the only way on or off the base. It consists of two huge steel doors with a compression chamber between them. On your side, a control panel stands next to a locker full of spacesuits. Fuck the spacesuits. Let's use the control panel to depressurize the entire base. <clears throat> the game says Oh, that would be a spectacularly bad idea You've come to enjoy breathing oxygen Let's go back Um. Oh, shit On your side, a control panel stands next to a locker full of spacesuits One of them is pink I wonder if that's my spacesuit Space suits. Let's click on them. While these spacesuits are definitely stylish, they're also heavy. You don't really want to lug one all through the base when there's plenty of oxygen to go around. Let's go back. Okay, so there's no jumping out into space yet, listeners. Stay tuned, though. I'm sure it'll happen soon. Back to the storage facility with the Beatles. Um, uh, what's with this escape deck? All the way to your left, the emergency exit into the escape deck blinks red and orange. Let's click on the... You walk over to the escape deck. Through the window in the thick door, you can see three of the round, silvery escape pods nestled in their docks. You've never had to use one of them, but your employee training video told you when you first came here that there are more than enough pods to accommodate everyone on the base. Alright, how long have we gone for, listeners? Like, almost 40 minutes? Let's try and come to a satisfying conclusion. Maybe there'll be a shocking revelation in the shipments of Sirenita, TM. (coughs) This shipment of drugs is ready for transport to Earth. Members of security detail swarm over it with clipboards. Oh, shit! Oh my gosh, I was imagining myself alone in this area. Checking and double-checking. One of them gives you a dirty look when he sees you. They're probably not in the mood for conversation. Oh, I just imagined myself walking through an empty base, but I guess there's like... Security guys checking everything? Oh my gosh. Let's have a look at the uh, vehicles, the Beetles. Beatles. George Harrison was the fourth one, the other Beetle. He's a cool guy. Um, <clears throat> you don't know what they're officially called, but these oblong moon vehicles have always looked like huge Volkswagen Beetles to you. Their thick tyres are coated with moon dust. I'm not able to interact with the moon dust, but goddamn, I sure would. I guess maybe if I'd lived on a moon lab, I wouldn't be too excited about interacting with moon dust by now. Let's just go back into the storage facility. The last thing to interact with is uh, a large metal container marked food. Let's have a look at that. It just says food. The crate is huge, and there's no way of getting the lid off to look inside. You'll just have to take the crate's word for it. Alright, let's go back. Uh, Let's go back to the hallway. Um, There's the executive reception area, and then there's the research wing uh, back where I came from, and then there's the poster. So let's check out the executive reception area. Maybe there'll be a gunfight or an alien or some kind of, I don't know, satisfying conclusion to be found in the executive reception area. The door slides open to reveal a large lobby. Tastefully decorated Soothing music floats down from somewhere overhead. To your right is a waiting area with leather chairs. We're going up in the world, listeners. From plush velour to leather. And a rack filled with glossy magazines. Wow. In front of you is a huge reception desk topped with black marble. Behind it, a vid screen is subdivided into dozens of smaller squares, each showing a scene from somewhere in the base. I said, okay... A security guard sits behind the desk, scanning the footage and ignoring you completely. The door to. Okay. So has he got his back to me? Is the screen like behind the desk and he's looking up at it with his back to me? Yeah, behind the desk there is a vid screen subdivided into dozens of smaller squares. So the security guard behind the desk, sitting behind the desk, scanning the footage, ignoring me completely, has his back to me. Or hers, who knows? The door to the north has a stamped leather sign that reads Crystal's Office in curly letters. The southern door has a much more discreet plaque that reads William Gallo and Staff Quarters. The double doors opposite the reception desk lead back into the connecting hallway. Hey, fuck this place. Let's go check out our our, uh, living quarters. I've gone back to the research area. Here we are in the research area foyer. Uh, And let's take a magnet lift up. You push the button for the magnet lift, but it fails to line up. Oh, shit, listeners. From a one-way speaker next to the lifts, a voice blares. Employees are prohibited from entering the habitation area until sanitation processes are completed. Oh, that's new. Looks like you won't be able to go upstairs until they're finished cleaning. You hope that they don't go through your stuff. Yeah, all my stuff. (laughs) My... crate full of uh yeah okay let's leave that alone back and I guess the only place to go is uh is through the double doors to the executive area the reception area here we are um so I I think I'm gonna end the episode here in the executive reception area with the security guard looking at uh, security footage with Crystal's office with William Gallo and the Staff Quarters offices, uh, with glossy magazines and leather chairs, the vid screen, and then the connecting hallway back to the comforting uh, research lab area. So, uh, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the fun time we've all had together here in this episode of the Axolotl Project by Samantha Vick. Uh, Tune in for a third episode coming out at some stage, who knows when. Um... Probably not too far away. Um, oh, that that's the wrong button. Where's the stop button? Here it is. It's that big, big orange square. Stop. <laughs>